You are listening to the Zen Nova Scotia podcast with talks by Cone Franz. These talks are made possible in part by generous donations from our listeners. To find out how to support and take part in our community, visit zennovascotia.com. This again tonight is from Dogen's uh, Record of Things Heard, Zui Monkey. This is book two, part 17. It's very short. In an evening talk, Dogen said, students of the way, it goes without saying that you must consider the inevitability of death. Even if you don't consider this right now, you should be resolved not to waste time and refrain from doing meaningless things. You should spend your time carrying out what is worth doing. Among the things you should do, what is the most important? You must understand that all deeds other than those of the Buddhas and patriarchs are useless. There's a, a, not exactly a joke, but it kind of like a joke that, you know, a Dharma talk isn't really a Dharma talk unless at some point everyone is reminded that they're going to die and that everyone's going to die. You kind of have to hit that note. So I smiled when I was rereading this because Dogen hits that note right away. This is where we start. Hey, (laughs) I shouldn't have to say this, but I'm going to say this. You have to consider the inevitability of death. He says, even if you don't consider this right now, Even if this isn't top of mind for you, you should be resolved not to waste time. This is a refrain of Dogen's, not wasting time. And to refrain from doing meaningless things. It's interesting to ask ourselves, what is a meaningless thing? There's a... There's a discussion I hear a lot at at my work because we make a journal that's about Buddhism. And the title has Buddhism in the title. So we talk a lot about what to put on the cover. And over the time that I've been there, so over five years, we've started to kind of slowly accept the fact that if you have the word Buddhism, or if you have Buddha, then any th- image that you put beneath it suddenly becomes something about Buddhism. Right? You've captioned it. So you could have a picture of a desk, or you could have an abstract painting, or you could have a fly. And we can make that leap. And, and then we can make that leap one step beyond, beyond the cover, right? To this conversation we've had many times about Dharma with a big D and Dharma with a little D. They're the same thing. The world of Buddhism, the world of Dharma is not some rarefied place that we visit sometimes. It's all of it. Everything is Dharma. Nothing is outside. 
That's the whole point of the discussion of Buddha nature. So a meaningless thing. I think, I feel, that when he says you should be resolved not to waste time and refrain from doing meaningless things, it's useful to think of that as one thing. He's not saying don't waste time and also refrain from doing meaningless things. I think we can hear that as a single command, but I'll keep going. You should spend your time carrying out what is worth doing. Among the things you should do, what is the most important? I like this. So first he says, you should only do things that are worth doing. And then he says, of all the things that are worth doing, what's at the center? What's at the top? If we're paying attention, I think this should be a little bit jarring. In this non-dualistic, spacious practice, we're being asked to make a list. It sounds like we're being asked to prioritize, right? Or to make a spreadsheet and determine what's, what's, what's number one. I have my own traps when I think about this. I have a story about my life. I have a story about what's central. I have a story about what's most important. And I can try to frame things in terms of that, right? So that what I'm doing is, is a chapter in that narrative. So let's say, for example, let's take a really high ideal and take the Bodhisattva vows. And I can say, well, that clearly, we've talked about this a lot. We've talked about Dogen a lot. Clearly, that's worth doing. And in fact, it, it could possibly be the most important thing to enact those vows. Let's say that's what that is. And so then, now I have a measure for success in my life. Am I or am I not enacting those vows? And I have, I have a narrative, which is pretty interesting, wherein when I walk down the street, I am either in or out, right? The middle-aged bodhisattva <laughs> let his vows fall from his mind as he walked down Barrington today, right? And then, upon seeing a bird in the sky, was reminded of them and brought himself back to the center of the center. It's a good story. It's kind of, to me, it's, it's, it's kind of beautiful. And then he forgets, and then he remembers, and then something drives him even deeper, right? Or maybe it's, it's about being a parent, or maybe it's, it's about some, some aspect of your life uh, in your work or in your art, right? You carry this narrator around. Dogen finishes by saying, you must understand that all deeds other than those of the Buddhas and patriarchs are useless. And again, it sounds like there's a division. 
There's Buddha stuff and there's not Buddha stuff. I've mentioned that when I was in the monastery, we had a rule. There was no idle conversation anywhere. Idle conversation meant you weren't talking about the logistics of the monastery or you weren't talking about the Dharma. So you couldn't talk about sports, for example. You couldn't talk about the news. You had to be talking about one of these two things, right? Either where we keep the rice or something Dogen said. We failed miserably at this, by the way. But, but underneath that kind of instruction, again, is always this question of, is it authentic to say that some things are in the Buddha realm and some things aren't? Some things are the actions of Buddhas and some things are not. It's a fair question. And I think we can go in two equally dangerous directions. One is to say, well, yes, absolutely. There's a Buddha realm. There's a category of things that are properly Buddhist and good. And we need to stick to that. And the other one is to take the absolute view and to say, well, hey, man, it's all Dharma, right? And then no matter what you do, you know, even if it's texting while you're driving, like, but this is what the Dharma looks like when I text and drive. That doesn't feel like a useful response to what Dogen is saying. But I stare at this and stare at this and I think it's simple. What is it not to waste time? What is it to refrain from doing meaningless things? What is it to do the most important thing? And this is where we all roll our eyes because it's what we expect. It's to do this. The most important thing is this. The most important thing is the thing you're doing right now. How do you do meaningless things? How do you waste time? By killing time. <laughs> By killing time as you wait for a better part of this story. <laughs> right? By neglecting the moment that you're in. That's doing meaningless things. But it's more than that. To neglect the moment you're in. To imagine that this is not the most important thing. Is to deny the inevitability of death, period. A few of us, and we don't get to know who, a few of us will see death coming from a mile away. We'll see this figure with the scythe coming up over the horizon, walking very slowly. And we'll get to put our things in order, right? We'll have a long life. And maybe we won't even get sick exactly, but things will just start to break down in a way that feels natural to us and to everyone around us. And one day, in a way that feels perfectly predictable and natural, we'll just close our eyes. 
and we won't open them again. I say some of us, but that seems like a big percentage, <laughs> given the numbers in this room. Some of us, though, will get on the bus and we'll look at who's sitting next to us and it'll be someone with a scythe. And that will be the last thing. We had no idea. Some of us will get a few minutes or a few days. There is no version of your story that plays out the way you want it to play out. There is no version of your story in which you get to have every chapter that you thought through. Period. To imagine that there's a moment you could experience that you could also throw away, that you could ignore, that you could neglect. Because it's not one of the important ones. It's not one of the ones that matters. is delusion. It's a kind of blindness. And I say this to myself because we all suffer from this blindness. All of us. When we search on the radio for something to eat at our minds, <laughs> right? Something, something, something. Entertain me, entertain me, entertain me, entertain me. <laughs> right? When we sit at the doctor's office, and two seconds go by and we think, oh, right, I have a phone. And we start to read through the things we've seen before, if not exactly the same things, basically the same things. Because it gives our eyes something to do. It lets time die. There has to be this resolve. And this resolve comes, I think, not just from considering the inevitability of death, but considering the inevitability of death for everyone. Recognizing that each encounter you have might be the last, not necessarily because it's coming for you, but because you don't know any part of that equation five minutes from now or ten minutes from now. In that understanding comes a resolve to be here for this moment, which is the final moment. And then this moment, which is the final moment. And this moment, which is the final moment. So that your footsteps on the stairs matter. And the eye contact that you make with the person coming in your direction matters. The way you hold the steering wheel matters. When you drive down the street and you notice that that tree is blooming and it wasn't blooming yesterday, you soak that in. Because that's the reality of this moment. It's worth noticing that. And in that, you're not wasting time because you're not disposing of it. You're refraining from doing meaningless things because how can something be meaningless when you're so there? 
and you're doing what is most important because it is literally the only thing you have. And if we follow this track, we come out the other end and we can say that in this attention, in this engagement, in this resolve, in this clarity, we find the quality of the deeds of the Buddhas. Which have never been special except for having the quality of being awake. Which is what a Buddha is. And I'll stop there. For more information about Zen, our practice, and how you can support and take part in our community, please visit zennovascotia.com.